0: control. I want to talk tonight about love in action. Love in action. Uh, First Corinthians chapter 13 is where this is going to be based out of. And uh, um, it, it is, you know, I have preached this. I've heard others preach it. I've taught Sunday school lessons on it. I've used it in weddings, Um, Don't think I've ever used it in a funeral, although I could probably work it in. But it's, it's, it's powerful. Love, by definition, means to regard with affection. I don't know if I put that up there. But love, by definition, means to regard with affection, to have benevolence or goodwill for. To regard with affection or to have benevolence or goodwill for. Love is an action. It's not just an inner emotion or a feeling. The various aspects of love characterize God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And every believer must seek to grow in this kind of love, in the love that is action. It's one thing to feel loved, which is an emotion, but it's another thing to love, Love is a choice. Happiness is a choice. Happiness is not determined by our circumstances. It's determined by the choice of our will. Love should not be determined by the recipient's gratitude or ability to receive, or reception to it, but what it should be determined by is our will to give it. It's an action. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse number 4. These first two verses talk about what love is. Uh, Love, uh, first verse, actually verse 4, talks about what love is. Love is... Patient. Love is patient. Everybody, say patient. I say patient. Patient. by definition, means not easily provoked. I think I've got this on the screen a little further down there. Not patient is not easily provoked. Calm under the sufferance of injuries or offenses. Not revengeful. That's what patient means. I like some of these old definitions I've dug up from an 1800's Webster's Dictionary because I think they're closer to really being relevant and I try to find the ones that really apply. Not easily provoked, calm under sufferance, which is not a word that a lot of us use, or injuries or offenses, not revengeful. How many of you know somebody who is a patient person? You probably know somebody. I'm not asking you if you are. I'm asking you if you know somebody because I know there may be some that aren't patient. And somebody said, don't ever pray for patience because the Bible says patience. patience is worked by tribulation. And I don't want any tribulation. Therefore, I don't want patience. But we're called to be patient. Patience is a choice. It really is. So this is what love is. Love in action is. Verse 4 goes on to say love is kind. Love is kind. Kind means disposed to do good to others and make them happy by granting their requests, supplying their wants, or assisting them in distress, having tenderness or goodness of nature that's being kind this is what love is disposed to do good to others purpose to do good to somebody else and to make them happy by granting their request helping them in what they need supplying their wants or assisting them in distress having tenderness and goodness of nature Sometimes, if we're not careful, we can get hung up into, into only being kind when somebody's in distress. it's It's more easy to be kind when you see someone in need because you look and you see the situation and you think you, you feel compassion and you feel compelled to them. But love is kind and it is disposed to do good regardless of the situation, regardless of the recipient. But it's just a general overall, this is what love in action is, is giving of yourself in being disposed to do good regardless of what the good may be or the the feeling that we get. It is choosing to act in this way. And then the verse goes on to say what love is not. Love does not envy. Love does not boast. And it's not proud. Boy, this is totally against culture today. It does not dishonor others. Verse 5 says, it does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. And it's not easily angered. Boy, that totally sounds contrary to our society today, doesn't it? If you check the boxes, it seems like you can look around and easily find those kinds of behaviors everywhere that we go and this verse is a reminder of that love is patient and love is kind but this is what love is not love is not as a reminder for us that we're supposed to be kind and patient and not these things it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs and I'm going to stop right there because that one is huge huge It keeps no record of wrongs. How many have ever heard the term, well, forgive and forget? Well, I might forgive, but I'm not going to forget. Well, I understand that our human nature keeps memories in our mind. But to say, I'm not going to try to forget means that I'm going to try to hold on to this. And if we really do that, have we really forgiven? Have we really forgiven? Because what's the motive behind holding on to something that might not be pleasant or might have been wrong, that we might have been wrong? What's the benefit? So I can file it away and then I'm going to, whenever something happens again, I'm going to open that drawer to the file cabinet. I'm going to go and I'm going to pull it out and say, remember this? Oh, well, that was seven years ago. Well, yeah, but love keeps no record of wrongs that's what love is not we keep no record of wrongs if we kept record of wrongs and we we would have a really long list let's put it that way love does not delight in evil verse 6 says but Rejoices with the truth. And this is huge. Rejoices with the truth. There is joy in the truth. The truth which is the gospel of Jesus Christ and who Christ is. It does not delight in evil which is the devil and all of those things but it rejoices with the truth. So when you find the real truth which is Jesus Christ you're going to have an internal joy. Why is this so important? Because when you have truth and you have the truth of Jesus Christ, and you have the joy in your heart, then you will be able to be kind, and you'll be able to be patient. Because that's what he was. Verse 7 goes on to tell us what love always does. It always protects. Love always protects. What does it mean to protect? It means to cover or shield from danger or injury. I think I've got a definition on that one, maybe. Um, to cover or shield from danger or injury. To defend, to guard, to preserve in safety. To cover or shield in danger, from danger or injury. To defend, to guard, or preserve in safety. I remember one time I went to a skating party for one of my nephews. and This was probably... 20 years ago. So I was younger, but it had still been a very long time since I had been on roller skates. But when I was on roller skates when I was a kid, man, I was good. Mama would drop me off at the roller rink and pick me up a couple hours later after I'd skated and skated, and I was a good skater. I never could skate backwards, but I was a good frontward skater. And so I was out there having a good time with the kids. And then all of a sudden, there was this little girl that came up out of nowhere. She's probably three or four. And she ran. She was going to collide with me. And I wasn't really moving hardly at all. But there she was. And she was coming so fast that I couldn't stay standing. And I fell on top of her. Little four year old girl. And as I was falling on top of her on the roller rink, I put my arm out like this and I landed on my arm. And so she's pinned, and my arm is protecting her from getting squashed by me. I stopped skating that day. <laughs> matter of fact I'm not certain that I've been skating since then I might have but uh, yeah it took me a few weeks to get over the pain from that but the little girl was fine she got up and went on her merry way that just picture just came into my mind as I was talking about that about protecting you know I was going to protect her because she needed to be protected or it wouldn't have turned out well for either one of us And it was better for it to not turn out so well for me than it would be for her. But love always protects. Verse 7 says, love always trusts. What, What does trust mean? Trust means to commit in the care of or in confidence. To commit in the care of. So when you trust someone, you have the ability to say, I'm giving you something that is very valuable to me. I had a guy one time that I worked with and I'd only known him just a short time. I mean, our training is a couple of months before we start our job and I'd never had anybody do this. I've never known of anybody to do this, but I guess he knew I was a Christian and and I lived over not far from where, but he had some money cash money that he wanted me to give to somebody that for uh, um, some rental that he had done and so I took like a few thousand dollars cash yeah over to a guy that wasn't very far from where I lived you know was running a business there and uh, and I thought wow that guy must trust me Mm -hmm. I mean you know I don't know if I would have put that kind of trust in somebody I mean at least somebody that I had only known a short time. We got hired on at the same time and had only known each other a few months, but but trusting, that's in a natural way, but trusting, so you commit something in the care, you have confidence in something that you trust. Love is trust, so when you love, there is a trust that is built. You commit something in the care When you love someone, there is a trust that's there. When you love Jesus, you know there's absolutely a trust that's there. Love always hopes, which hopes means the highest degree of well-founded expectation of good. Uh, The highest degree of well-founded expectation of good. So when love, this is what love does. I have the highest expectation of good that's the love the kind of love that I want to show the highest expectation of good and that's what other people should expect from me the highest expectation of good love always perseveres Mm -hmm. persevere means to pursue steadily any design or course commenced and not to give over or abandon what is undertaken. When love perseveres, when your love is strong, this is what love is. You show that I'm going to stick with it. I am not going to give up. This is why this is used a lot of times in marriage because it is, it's is—it's a steady course designed not to give up or not to abandon when things may not go as planned. Love in action is really what the world needs desperately. People need the love of God and sometimes they may not be easy to love. Imagine that. You probably know people who may not be easy to love. People need the love of God and sometimes you know, in spite of their behavior and how easy they may not be to love, we are still called to give love. Luke 6.32-36 through, 30, through 36 says this, If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. But here it is, verse 35. But love... In the ways that we were talking about. In kindness and in patience. Love your enemies. I may know that there are people who are your enemies. There are. Love your enemies. Do good to them. And lend to them without expecting to get anything back. So we give with the expectation of nothing. Accept the experience and the gratitude of us being able to give. Then your reward will be great. So what we're doing is we're separating human motive from the actionable love that we must have toward other people. We're going to take the human thought out of it And we're going to say, I'm going to give without the expectation of anything back. I'm going to, and it's not just monetary, but it's, you can give money, you can give time, you can give talent, you can give resources, but you can also give love without the expectation of anything coming back in return. And you do so, and when you do that, great is your reward i've made it a practice that i never i never lend money with the expectation that i will get it back Mm -hmm. i don't i never do i also will not lend money that i don't have Mm -hmm. if i have something and i'm going to lend it to someone i will give it to them and if they decide that they want to pay me back fine if they don't that's fine i never give something away that i can't afford not ever to get back it's gone once once it leaves my hands it's irrelevant because to be any different means that there's something that's going on i'll take you back to something that happened several years ago it bugged the fire out of me and I don't know, it's just the devil, just the way he does. There was a lady that I worked with over 20 years ago. She borrowed a dime from me for the vending machine. Ten cents. Said she would pay me back, but never did. And every time, and we didn't work immediately together, we, we worked close by you know and every time i would see her in the break room the devil would put that thought in my mind he says there's that woman that borrowed your 10 cents and never paid you back and i'm like you know after i after i had that thought keep coming to my mind i thought this is stupid it's 10 cents it doesn't make a bit of difference it's a dime devil get off my case But that's exactly what he will do. He will do that and ag at you and ag at you. But if you you develop that inside you, it's like I'm going to give whatever it is I'm going to give and I'm not going to expect anything back because that's love in action. And you will be children of the Most High because He is kind to the, great, the ungrateful and the wicked. How many know that God is kind to the ungrateful and the and the wicked because he was kind to us? And then he says here, be merciful just as your father is merciful. What is mercy? Well, you know, it's kind of like when you're a little kid and you're like you're like about to get in real big trouble, and you're like, oh, have mercy. Mercy, Mama, have mercy. <laughs> it's like the little kid. One time, I, I told this story before, but years ago I was listening to a broadcast uh, focused on the family and this woman who was speaking to a group of mothers, she was telling on herself, she said she had a, about a four-year-old son and one day he was just getting on her nerves. And she says, I've always taught my children to pray. You know, when when something's wrong, we pray. And we get together and we pray. And he was just doing four-year-old things. Mama this, mommy that, mommy this, mommy that. And he just wouldn't stop. And she said, I felt like I needed to go across the room and get him because he just wouldn't stop saying mommy. And she said, he looked up and saw that crazed look in my eye. And he says, mom. Let's pray. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Merciful is compassionate, tender, disposed to pity offenders. You feel sorry for them. You have compassion on them and to forgive their offenses. That's how our heavenly Father is—he's compassionate, he is tender, and he looks and he pities those offenders, and he forgives their offenses. And we're commanded in John in, in Luke six thirty six to be merciful, be this way because that's how our heavenly Father is. We're supposed to be that way toward other people. Love in action says that even if it's not possible to like your ungodly actions and behavior, I will purpose to love you and be merciful to you. Love in action does more, it's more than just emotional love, but it's a genuine concern for for their eternal soul, their salvation and their eternal destiny. Love in action causes us to pity the lost. Rather than to allow anger and frustration to rule our hearts, because we know there is a terrible effect, there is a terrible fate for those who don't know Jesus. There is a soul behind the attitude. There's a soul behind the behavior and the actions that we see. If we don't show love in action, we can very well miss the opportunity to be the gospel witness to them. If we allow frustration and something else to come out, then that's what we can see. 1 Corinthians 13, 13, this chapter closes with this, and he says, "And and these three remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. The greatest is love. Love in action. Love is so important. This is what Jesus said about it when asked in Matthew 22 verse 37. Jesus replied. He said, "Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind." I may not have put that one up there. Matthew 22. I'm sorry, I didn't put it on the screen. Matthew 22, 37 through 40. Jesus replied. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment is what Jesus said. The greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. When our love and action toward God is 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 with loving Him with all of our being, then we will have the ability to love in action toward others. Love and action is so important to Jesus. He said these are number one and number two. Number one, to love the Lord your God. To choose to love Him in action toward God. And then number two, to love with all of our heart. The Lord and to love others even as ourselves. That's the number one and number two. Love on both of those. It was so important. Jesus said these are the two most important things in the whole book. Right there. If they are important to Jesus, I believe they should be important to us as well. Our prayer really should be, Lord, help me to let your love touch through me into the lives of others. Don't let my emotions get the better of me when I'm faced with someone who is acting out in an ungodly way towards me. Let me be merciful to them as you have been merciful to me. God, you have been so good to me. Thank you, Jesus. And he has.